Hi, it's Elizabeth, and I'm here with another mini edition of I Want to Talk About This Poem. It's been a while, but I'm back, and I'm very happy to talk about Megan Dunn's poem, China, today. Megan Dunn is a poet who I met in 2018 when we both took a class at the Providence Fine Arts Work Center, but I hadn't kept in touch with her or anything, and when I saw this poem, I didn't immediately recognize her name. However, as soon as I went to her website to look for the poem, I thought, wow, oh, I know this this poet. And I'm so excited to say that she um, has her first book out. It's called Curriculum, and it was published in 2020. It was the winner of the Barry Sparks Poetry Prize from Gunpowder Press. So here is China by Megan Dunn. Beast, the boys say, over the roar of Monday Night Raw, but I think she is a bear, black-haired and brutal, comfortable in her oiled flesh, which she wears like a custom suit. Large, somehow lithe, she sidesteps her opponent's swings in her black leather boots. She fights men. Beast, the boys say, steroid freak, as she lifts a man high, wraps his thighs around her face, smashes him spine first into the mat. He struggles to stand while she waits to toss him across the ring like the nothing he seems to her. One of the boys makes a fist. He pounds it into the cup of his other hand like he's churning butter. I wouldn't fuck that with your dick, he says to another boy who laughs, puts his hand on my thigh. I love the way she moves, how she fills up her whole body. Inside my small frame, I am even smaller. And in this room, a kind of decoration, a reassurance of what's right and natural. On screen, China bends a man in half and the boys' faces twitch with everything they hate and don't understand. The first time I read this poem, it immediately struck me because it reflects a time in adolescence that is particularly important to me because I'm a high school teacher. And while I think all women kind of can look back um, on their adolescent experience and think about the ways in which they were receiving messaging about what kind of person you should be. As a high school teacher, I see other people receiving that message so regularly. And Megan's a teacher too, so I wonder if she feels the same way, that we over and over again watch young women re-experiencing the same kind of conditioning that we experienced when we were young. This poem really is a poem of praise. And as I read it, I absolutely loved the use of alliteration in the rhythm of this poem. And I almost feel that it has a kind of echo of Anglo-Saxon alliterative verse in it that reminds me of the praise poems um, and epics like Beowulf. So that might be kind of silly, but I heard it in there, you know, the roar of raw, she's a bear, black haired and brutal. Uh, comfortable, her custom suit. And I just feel like the alliteration here 
First of all, it bangs really hard, which I think suits the topic of the poem. It kind of, the poem has a rhythm that moves like a wrestling match, but it also really to me evokes that, that old praise Anglo-Saxon writing. When I look in the poem, I love how so much of the action of the poem is given over to China. She is the doer of this poem. She sidesteps, she fights, she lifts. When you look at the section of the poem that's devoted to um, describing China's actions, the only thing that her male opponent does is struggle to stand. Everything else is done by China. In one of the best moments to me is this image of China lifting a man high and then wrapping his thighs around her face. It's such an interesting inversion of how we would normally think of that movement of a woman putting her face between a man's thighs. She's moving his thighs rather than him moving her. And also she's taking control over his thighs, which I tend to think we often associate thighs as a very feminine part of the anatomy. So it really shows just how much control and power she has in the situation. Of course, the speaker of the poem doesn't feel that same power, though she's drawn to it. And this, the poem does a beautiful job of contrasting how silent and still the speaker is, um, as opposed to China's activity and action and, and being centralized in the poem. In the beginning, I think the poem sets up this idea of the body, which is so wonderful, that the body is a costume. Uh, China wears her costume like a custom suit. Um, and later, the speaker also identifies that China fills up her whole body. I can relate to this image so much, the sense of the self being not the same size as the body, which the speaker also feels. And she does a beautiful job here of describing her body as her as a frame and then she says later that she's a decoration in the room what a way to create a link between those two images to reflect how the speaker feels so non-essential and also so out of ownership of her own body in the end i think the speaker even though she feels disempowered has the last word though, right? Because she is looking back on this experience and she's able to say that the boys, when they're talking, are talking not just about what they hate, but also about what they don't understand. And I think, you know, that uh, kind of observation can only come with time. It's only through the speaker looking back that she can recognize how the boy's response to China is influenced by their own lack of knowing. I really like the end of this poem because it invites you to consider different possibilities for what the boys don't understand. Perhaps they don't understand the desire to feel powerful, which China represents for the speaker. But I also think that they don't understand that their own hate is built on fear of that same kind of lack of powerlessness. 
so this poem was China by Megan Dunn, and you can find it online at Verse Daily or in her wonderful new collection, new-ish collection curriculum. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk about this poem, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to and thinking about it, and maybe you would like uh, to talk about a poem too.